Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Double or nothing <laughs> review time yeah, on the Wrestle Talk podcast channel. Here is the start of the show. If anything else <laughs> happened before the countdown, um, did it happen? Who knows? A lot, a lot we'll of people. Yeah, look, it's, 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 I don't usually manage the live streams. Neither do I. Uh, so I'm We've figuring had a lovely it out. time playing with the with the machine, and hopefully we'll. The chat will probably let the us know chat, if we're the not. The chat seemed to be fine. There we go. Maybe we got away with it. Maybe we did. Oh, Maybe we please, shouldn't have been. Uh... Please don't have said anything terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we, with that whole conversation we had, sharing our bank details with each other was probably questionable. Yeah, and yeah, and. And my support for dubious organizations. Oh my God, so many dubious organizations, Ollie. Anyway, we are here to talk double or nothing. It's the second. It was a double main event uh, weekend. One with, oh, oh, I see what you're doing. With five main events yes. overall between the two shows. This one had one less main event than Night of Champions. So statistically speaking, that makes it less good. They're a t-shirt company at the end of the day. They'll figure it out. <laughs> if you haven't already, please press the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. Press the comments. Uh, yeah, well, press the, go, go and press the comments. Write a comment <laughs> in the box. Then press the publish button. Then let us know what you thought of AEW Double or Nothing and send in those oh mega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them, five US dollars, before we... Uh, but before we get to that, we will talk about the big mm. final match, yeah. the main event, main event. Yeah, the, the the proper big big boy, big bashy boy, Anarchy in the Arena, yeah. which was the elite of the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and a renewed Hangman Page mm-hmm. rejoining them all against the Blackpool Combat Club of Gila Utah, Claudio Castagnoli, yeah, like it, yeah. Claudio, uh, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley. Mm-hmm. And it was anarchic. It was, it, it, I mean, I think it might have been Tony Schiavone said it about four times on the commentary. It's like, we'll, anarchy was advertised and we're giving it to you. And they certainly did. It was, it was anarchy in the arena and even outside. The arena. Yes. Yeah. They traveled to a little car park bit mm-hmm. for a moment when Claudio and Matt Jackson got in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. And I was like, well, they've done so many crazy things mm-hmm. already. What are they going to do in a car? I, I thought it was going to drive off and down they were the strip. Go- yeah, like uh, the Dustin Rhodes, yeah. WCW. The the what's it called when they're fighting on the back of a 
Or was it the, what, was the one at WrestleMania thing. when um, Goldust and Roddy Piper and then they spliced in OJ footage? Oh yeah. That? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a, they, well, I was already quite excited because in the background is the Luxor Hotel, which is the big pyramid that, that shines mm. a, a light. And I, I went to Vegas last year, so I was doing that whole, I've been there, I've seen this thing. Even for things that weren't in Vegas, you managed to do that oh, yeah, on this show. <laughs> Let's not dox me, but I feel like... <laughs> oh, yeah, because there's only one living quarters that are in that area. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Um, we'll get to that part in a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was... It was a, I thought it was they were going to do something mad. At one point, I thought Claudio was fully just going to drive him away from the arena, yeah. dump him on the strip somewhere, and then drive back. It was mad. I kind of didn't know what was going to happen at any stage. And then that came through at the finale. Well, the whole thing was absolutely chaotic. I, I was watching it, and... They did the same thing last year, but they one-upped it this time. Oh. The only thing I can compare it to in my head is the second Anchorman street fight, mm. which raised the stakes. Of course, the first one's better. Yeah. But like this raised the stakes so much in that last time they started the brawl where Moxley's music, Wild Thing, was playing over the loudspeakers. And they let it run through twice, maybe three times. And I think Jericho ripped it up to stop it and the crowd booed. Mm. This time, the Blackpool Combat Club's entrance was played by a live band right. and they just kept playing the song yeah. over and over and over again until the Young Bucks eventually went up there and kicked it. Oh, there came a point where I was I was kind of low-key hoping the band Kansas would come in and take them out and then start playing Carry On My Way With Son for a while. <laughs> I thought that was the only fair way of doing it. Yeah, but then yeah. the, the massive pop for... Uh, a little super kick party on what was a slightly questionable outfit, if I can say. Well, he had he had his face painted black. Yeah. But does that make it? Well, he also had a, he also had a mask on, mm. so the mask was black. Mm. Uh, it just was. It's one of those things where I think if, <laughs> if you look in the mirror before you go out, and there's a moment of you that goes, "Is this towing a line?" Maybe go and have a wash. It's provocative. It's provocative. That's what he was going He's for. Going, and it, you know, and it certainly was that. But it did make that super quick, uh, super kick even sweeter. I thought it was a really. I, I loved the fact that they were playing the music over and over again. And it did. It came at the. This is great booking <laughs> because it came at the perfect point where I was like, "All right, the the, the wild thing joke is is played its time now. I don't want to hear it another time." And then they were like, "Cool, neither do we. We'll take him out." Yeah, great. The baby faces did yes, that absolutely. at the point you were bored. So that that's yeah. perfect timing. Yeah. I experienced all of this, but particularly that first half, which had the constant soundtrack. Mm. Like, this is a new form of wrestling yeah. that I think has been birthed out of the pandemic. Yeah. In the pandemic, we loved, well, I certainly loved a lot of the cinematic matches. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. And I got quite sad when, you know, it was found out that it was all a scam and that we were locked in our houses for no reason. <laughs> Which meant that we couldn't enjoy, you know, Bray Wyatt's video essays and and the, the craziness of like uh, the, the stadium stampede. I'm wearing a white shirt and drinking black coffee, Ollie. You're going to need to give me notice before you start talking about the pandemic. Um, but but yeah, yeah, no, I know your point. Your point's really good. So it's like you've got that you had all this fun and innovation yeah. during the in lockdown when you couldn't do stuff mm. in front of live fans. And it would be such a shame to leave all those lessons you learned yeah. in the in in the pandemic. And what I feel like Brian Danielson's particularly one of those people mm. who's always thinking, I mean, all eight of these guys are. So they brought that the fun, the energy. craziness, energy, and also some of the aesthetic tropes. Like mm. you had a literal soundtrack yes. to yes, this. You did. 
What was super cool? So it's interesting that um, that you said it was kind of like a cinematic thing because I one of the first thing I wrote down in my notes about this match was that I've never seen a live montage before. Mm. It felt like that. And there was the amazing shot of the ref having done a blade job. Yeah, Rick Knox, yeah, out of just, nowhere. Just out of nowhere. And, I, and it, because it was out of nowhere, because we didn't see how he got cut open, <laughs> it just suddenly cuts through and he's like, and he's covered in blood. And it was like like the hangover or something. And this moment at this house, house party's got out of control. Yeah. It was, and then m- mad cutting between over there, the, Matt Jackson's putting some popcorn on someone's head. Over there, we've got, you know, Danielson's doing his own, it's being slid down the banister. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it just it's just like, what's happening? And I can't get a grasp on what's going on. And it felt just completely wild in the best possible way. And Danielson even said like recently, he's like, I have like a, a wife and a kid now. My life is pretty chill. I need a little bit of wild somewhere. <laughs> and I think he's kind of delivered it because it was so odd. It was just so fun and so fresh. And you're right to keep that one of the, the, the what was it? Hangman Page on a horse at one point mm. in the, was it Stadium Stampede? I can't remember what it was called. He's been on, a, he obviously did the entrance when, of Full in, Gear, but in, I think in the, the stadium the stampede, yes, yeah. yeah. He was dragging like Sammy Guevara. Was that, yeah, was that those images are just in my head, <clears throat> even if I can't fully anchor them. Mm. So it's nice that they've kept that spirit in that way. Yeah, you're right. The what, what I want to get over as well is that this is chaotic, but I always knew what was happening. Mm. It was overwhelming visually, but I never was like, well, this feels like an actual mess. Mm. And that is so difficult to do because I've been to plenty of British indie shows mm. where they try to do this kind of chaotic brawling everywhere. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't work. And you can see it like go back, watch ECW yeah. or things like that. So this, this was a really, really well thought out. Like mm. it takes a lot of planning and talent to be able to look this improvisational. Yeah. And like to do it safely as well, I think is well. I mean, as safe as you can. <laughs> yeah, I was as safe as you possibly can. But like, there's something in when we talk about <clears throat> the indie shows or the or the, where they they light a table on fire and they do it onto a, a literal hardwood floor and they've kind of caused themselves serious injury for a, a crowd of maybe 50, 60. Mm-hmm. It's like I get that you're trying to get some attention, you're trying to get yourself over, you're trying to have eyes on you, but like, be serious. You've got a whole life ahead of you. That JR line that you always used to say. Here, we're at Double or Nothing. It's one of the big... It's it's kind of their WrestleMania in a way. Mm. It's their big show. It's, it's the one that, that launched AEW in front of a big crowd in Las Vegas. Go for it. And they did. And it worked. And, so, and I don't usually like that kind of blood and guts thing. I was never an ECW person. Hardcore matches were always fun when I was a kid. But the older I've got, the more I understand about like you know concussions and physical trauma and all that stuff. I'm, and all of, the, all of the people who were a big part of that era of wrestling who were suffering in a big way now i'm like can we just maybe play it a little bit safe um i loved this so even with all of that preconceived you know what i mean even Mm -hmm. with all of that like prejudice i was in well i think that's because you've got trust in the performers yeah because they're like a, a modern experience of watching wrestling it's not like oh we can just enjoy things carte blanche anymore if something goes slightly too close to a real injury it does take you out of the action whereas before you you know you could plead ignorance and you didn't know that so it wasn't an issue but this pay-per-view when jericho threw a chair at adam cole's head Mm. that took me out of it because of concussion because like he just come back from that awful thing uh whereas this match i never once was scared Mm. because all the spots were even with crazy yeah yeah well no one was like chucking stuff exactly. directly into his head were they yeah that's true but like Except with all popcorn bucket yeah you know you can, you can take a few a popcorn titanium buckets. popcorn yeah. bucket <laughs> with all the crazy spots here 
I always felt like it was done with a sort of balanced risk mm. and they are all at the top of their game in terms of performing. So yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was terrific. Just to run through some of the crazy spots, you've got to go and watch it because there's too many. Yeah. Uh, but you... okay, if I can say it quickly mm. before you do, it, it's a show to get, before we do the full show, it's a show that started, I think, kind of dry. Well, I, li- I liked the opener. I And yeah, yeah. For me, I was very dry, dry, mm. dry. And then suddenly it started to do this and this and this. And then the final two matches and this one in particular was one where I was like, yeah, I, I would encourage you to seek mm. the show out. You know, it's like, you want to watch this match. That's so. Yeah, do do the spots. I'd say you could watch the opener, then you could watch the from the Cargill match onwards. So the oh, last three matches. Match. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, but like must see stuff. Yeah, must mm. see. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Hangman removed his eye patch early mm. on. It was a ruse, Danielson. I loved the eye patch though. I kind of yeah. wish he hadn't. I know. Yeah, yeah keep it on forever. It uh, we had uh, Moxley fighting with Kenny up near the. The big stage. double or nothing poker chips. Yeah. And just seeing those two near the double or nothing poker chips give they give me flashbacks to mm. 2019. And I mi- I I will say I missed the that that kind of staging AEW did. The giant mm. giant screens in any show for me is a bit of like oh it's just a graphic. But the 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 reveal that he'd rigged the the, the chip the whole time yeah. that it secretly had barbed wire on it the whole way through the show was a great touch. Um, and then we had like the the most memorable spot from it. Mm. Uh, it's I, I imagine it'll be this year's Eddie Kingston doused in blood yeah. with uh, <laughs> gas canister. <laughs> Although that that was more awesome. This was just more of a crazy high yeah. spot. Uh, Moxley has I can't even remember who. Oh, it's Nick in a in a submission with yeah. I think Wheeler Utah's on the front of him, mm. or maybe Claudio. And Matt Jackson comes down after being pile driven into a car, and he comes in and he super kicks John Moxley, and there is some kind of pyro firecracker effect on his boot, and it explodes not in fire but in a flash of light, sparks. Yeah, mm. in Moxley's face. Yeah. It, it certainly did do that. And it certainly did make me rewind it three times and watch it three times because I was like, what just happened? And my girlfriend, who's not a wrestling fan, walked through and went, hang on. Like, what? What's this? It was it was one of those sit up and notice spots. I'm going to lay my cards on the table. I think it was a bit hokey and a bit weird. <laughs> and I think that the idea of um, it being like, this is the this is the like, you know, serious wrestling company or whatever that some people try and anti WWE with it. You can't really make that argument if we're going to be doing exploding uh, mm. uh, fireworks, super kicks, because this was not set up anywhere. It wasn't set up that, like, you know, there was some pyro and he grabbed some pyro and he wrapped it to his foot and super kicked him because it was going to cause extra damage. It wasn't even set up earlier on in, like, the program or anything like that. It just was a super kick that blew up in John Moxie's face, which made it a little bit Captain America. Or not Captain America, Thor. Because you had Captain America with the Kenny Omega's tights. Yes. And his shield. There was a shield moment as well. That was great. So, so maybe that's the theme of the match. Or, or or it was set up. It was just set up back in Kenny Omega versus John Moxley right. when the barbed wire didn't explode. Oh yeah, and this is a full circle. But I do agree. <laughs> it was like, cool. It looked great. It looked yeah, it looked shocking. Yeah, and it did make you sit up. But it would have benefited from a bit more uh, foreshadowing. Maybe not like see him do it, but mm. in the whole feud, this has been a feud based around stabbing people, yes. uh, as opposed to like a Jericho feud, which is fireballs. Mm. <laughs> So I, I guess feel they were like, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. If if there was more fireball or other blind, like yeah. flash blinding things, this would have landed more. 
Uh, and also, like, Moxie was just fine afterwards. <laughs> he just rolled out the ring for a bit and went, oh, that was weird. Right, anyway, where yeah. were we? <laughs> so I think, because then he's right on Matt Jackson. Like, it was the definition of a high spot. And yeah. it meant nothing overall. It was just like, <laughs> wow, a big light. <laughs> but Moxley then took off the boot and Claudio lobbed it up the ramp yeah. of Matt. And uh, Moxley gets Matt Jackson and drops his foot, in a lo- his bare foot, in a load of thumbtacks. Mm. You could see the tacks sticking out his heel. Yeah. Ugh, yeah that bit was like good. Because then it, it, it's the thing that, that where we don't know what it's like as people watching at home to like take a bump mm. or, or, you know, run the ropes or anything like that. But you you know what it's like to stub your toe. And you know what it's like when you accidentally stand on something mm. on the floor and it's like, ow. Imagine, so then you can just sort of times that by like 50. Imagine standing in some tacks and then he has to wrestle the rest of the match and he's walking on that, that boo-boo. Or then when he had him in his mouth, Ugh. like you can, when you can imagine what the pain is like, it makes it 10 times worse. I don't know what Matt gets off on this stuff with. Because mm. in that Lucha Bros feud, it was like, oh, I've got the boot with all the tacks. And mm. then they took his shoe. I feel like he's getting his shoes taken off a lot. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh, no, guys, don't don't hurt my feet. I uh, was a little bit sad when uh, Claudio kicked the, the boot. I wanted the crowd to sail it back and mm. give it back to Matt, you know? <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh, and then we had sort of uh, a wonderful moment when Hangman and Kenny are together. Oh, my God. That was such a great moment. It was probably the, the emotional yeah. high point of the whole match. And you had all of the Blackpool Combat Club surrounding them mm. in the ring, in a genuine surrounding, mm. not the, the shield surrounding, where there's one there's whole area you can escape through. Yeah. And Hangman and Kenny stand up. They're just looking at each other's eyes, and they're like, come on, let's do this. Yeah. Like, very Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid style. And you've got that whole, we've been through all that we've been through. We've mm. been you know, partners, we've been enemies, we've been everything, we've both been champions. And they're, and they're selling it on commentary, like former tag team champions, both former world champions. And it was such a, come on! And it's that like last moment of Endgame or whatever, where yeah. it's like, let's try and take these people out, fight back. I was well into it mm. by this point. Yeah, I think that was really smart. Uh, but then we had, they took out all of the Blackpool Combat Club, and Kenny's going to win on Wheeler Utah. Wheeler Utah, by the way, I've decided is AEW's Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I just saw that little note, and I'd like you to do a small piece about how you came to that conclusion. Well, I just feel like he's not there yet, right? But he is the—he's the little S word, isn't he? Yes. Of the Blackpool Comeback. But club. this is what was it then interesting about the finish, which, like, I don't want to uh, bury the lead or, or get ahead mm. of ourselves, but Wheeler Utah was kind of put over big here. I th- I think that's a smart move. So Kenny's got. Uter up for the one-winged angel. Mm. Don Callis gets in, mm-hmm. and I think it, it isn't Don who stops it, is it? It's this hooded man who stops yes. it. Suddenly there's a hooded man in the <coughs> ring, and we're all With a screwdriver. trying to figure out who that is mm-hmm. and how long is his hair. <laughs> like, did, who did you did you think Takeshita right away? No, I didn't, because I was um, blinded by the upcoming... <laughs> second brand show and i was like thinking like yeah could it be punk could it be punk oh there was a little God. part of me that was punk wondering doing that to omega do you know what i mean holy crap and i never you, even thought if of you want to have the conversation going and i don't know the backstage and i, I know that there's discussions of certain people don't want to work with certain people yeah, yeah. and all of that stuff but let's let's fantasy book ourselves for a minute he was daniel bryan if we all sort of say is kind of playing the role punk would have played in the blackpool combat club or whatever could you imagine oh my at their God. big show punk gets in the ring joins the Blackpool Combat Club and takes out Omega just before the launch of Collision. But it wasn't. It was a a very equally good option. I hadn't even thought of that. Mm. But that would have... That is... That that 
that's one of the biggest things I can ever think of happening. You would it would it would make you forget the bloodline immediately. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not just punk going straight into a feud with Kenny Omega and mm. the Elite, which you know, of course, is very charged in a mm. shoot way. It aligns punk with Moxley, yeah. Danielson, mm -hmm. Claudio. Yeah. Of course, you've got Wheeler in there, but all of a sudden, it's like. These are ex-WWE guys mm -hmm. against the AEW guys. Oh, that is fantastic, Dan. Give me the book, Tony. Now I've soured on the whole show. <laughs> it's a one-star show. <laughs> I've, I know my audience is the mm. thing. I've given you a punk you give story. Give me a CM Punk story, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course that couldn't happen, but my God, what, what an idea. Uh, it was Takeshita, mm. which has been set up. It, it makes way more sense. Way. Uh, hmm? We've door in the way, so we're looking yep. for a big match. Uh, and... Utah ends up pinning Kenny Omega. The reason I like that is because Blackpool Combat Club are very vocal about they want their young boys, mm. which is Utah, to be better than them. Mm -hmm. And now they can say, well, our young boy got a pin on your main guy. Mm. We we want them to succeed. Whereas their, their idea, and what Danielson said on commentary, is that if Takeshita went to the elite, that look, that what are you going to be? You're going to be another Brandon Cutler. Mm. You're going to be another Michael Nakazawa. Mm. Like that, they don't care about elevating people. Mm. So I think that fuels Takeshita's reason for joining them. If he has joined them, because it wasn't it like wasn't I'm with them. Yeah, because we had a few shots towards the end of the Combat Club and Don and mm. Takeshita um, together. You know, so it was never it was, and the, the commentary was we're giving out that kind of like, are they? Aren't they? Who who knows kind of thing, um, so it would seem. Well, I mean, wait, tune into Dynamite and see yeah. what the actual fallout is. But you know, it's a great shine for Utah because earlier on in the match he'd broken up a pin and I'd gone. That was you. I think he or or he kicked out of a, a move or something like that. And I was like, you really? Mm. Okay, sure. <laughs> and then to get the pin, as you say, it is that thing of setting you up, pushing you forward, and the best heels in all of wrestling have the truth on their side. Yeah. So like, you know, they have that nugget of, of <laughs> nudge, the nudge shows around the world. Um, they have that, they have reality and, and it's like, oh, you've got a point. I just mm. don't like the way you're going about it. So mm. um, for them to be able to say, yeah, look, you know, we have brought you to, to our level from join the ranks and it gives you a reason to want to be part of their club. So a heel victory, I think, did you predict that? Uh, no, I, the, the, I, I just thought that return with the eye patch was so cool i was like we i want it i want it you know i want the moment well i thought blackpool combat club i want them to win because then mm. i think it it's a better story going forward it is it uh, is and then I'm, yeah. I'm a sucker for moments is the thing we've got a five person heel group now mm -hmm. versus a four person group after the show kenny omega said i've got one or two friends outside of AEW who could join me so of course one of them surely kota ibushi uh, and then a lot of people are speculating the other one is a carder. Mm. Um, of course, you can't have both of them join because then it's a babyface numbers advantage. So I think maybe a carder for Forbidden Door because mm -hmm. there's no way Ibushi's working with New Japan, it sounds like. Right, yeah. And then you can have Ibushi join post that. I have heard one uh, sort of critique of the show being that it's AEW looking ahead rather than delivering a show it's like them setting up things for mm. the future which i personally is a thing that I, I don't really mind when that happens in shows but um you know they, they have got forbidden door on the horizon and they've got all in so it's like how how do we keep an eye on both of those set things up keep the ball rolling kind of thing keep the momentum going 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. I saw Tempest say that maybe it's Cody. Let's really smash the Forbidden Door right now. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I'm fantasy booking over here, yeah, but we, no. <laughs> yeah, we found one more outlandish thing. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, let's see what you all think in the Omega chats. Get your thoughts into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Master Popo 12 says, Hey gents, currently on the return leg, heading back 14 hours to Boston from Indianapolis. Except this time, I'm now engaged. Oh, sick. Well Congratulations. done. We're both listening on our way. I want to know who you think the two non-AEW friends are that Kenny is talking about to take on Blackpool Combat Club. I think, I think we, you're we just said that. right. Yeah, I, I can't really think of any uh, of the level. I mean, maybe an Osprey. Um, mm. Just as a, a bit of spice. Ket says, Anarchy in the arena was fine, but generally speaking, I'm not a fan of this match type. I'm not a fan of crowded brawls or matches where there's too many spots going on at once. It's a bit convoluted for my liking. There was an element of that at the beginning, especially when the camera was cutting. And I said this to you upstairs, I was talking about there was a, a moment where they Kevin Dunned it because uh, after Kenny had taken the spot on the barbed wire, he was setting Moxley up 
just essentially just fall backwards and have Moxie land on the barbed wire. And it cut to Wheeler Yuta checking his jacket. Um, and then we heard in the background, people go, oh, and then you cut to and you see Moxley is uh, is is on the barbed wire and we missed it. And I was like, that that was irritating. But also in that same section, and this is why it got on my, it grabbed my gears a little bit, um, Matt Jackson did a great moonsault onto uh, Claudio, but we also missed that because mm-hmm. they cut to it too late. That said, it's a difficult job for a vision mixer with stuff going mm-hmm. on all over the. That's that what's what makes it anarchy in the arena. So um, we couldn't even do it on this stream. We, uh, we excuse started, me, it was uh... flawless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like the verb Kevin Dunn is being misused there. Go on. I feel like ke- to Kevin Dunn is to crash zoom or right. to move the camera around too much or to cut loads. I just think missing things entirely. Uh, I think missing things entirely is Ring of Honor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Or even AEW. We I need think to get AEW these definitions do, down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, BM Whitehouse 76 says when WWE has a bad pay-per-view I can just change to Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Peacock and enjoy life again because it's a great deal for fans that just want live products as a sponsored post (laughs) (laughs) when AEW has a bad pay-per-view I just sit there and I think I can't believe I wasted $50 on this never again I don't think this is that bad like I say I think it started relatively dry we'll, we'll talk about that but then I think when we get to uh, the the I think the show did this mm. right, and it was a, it was a real upswing. Um, I'm sorry you felt that way. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> AW will be on Max soon, where oh, you can yeah, just go great. and enjoy Shazam: Fury of the Gods, and that would be your choice. I had the opportunity to watch that last night, and and I didn't watch it. I watched MacGruber. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> you did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I looked at it and I thought, one hour thirty four minutes. McGreeber. I saw it in IMAX. Oh, how? What? Is it that bad? Did it level up? No. Mm. It just was. It was fine. I enjoyed myself. It was a three star film. Uh, missing username. I'm so sorry. Uh, get your. Um, tell the mods what your name is uh, if, if that's been missed. The hater storm match sat poorly with me. Injury granted, but Baker not being with her at the start, the ref ignoring constant apron interference, and the hater using exposed turnbuckle in view of the ref made everyone seem a bit dumb, except the outcasts. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I mean, they, they, I would, we'll get onto that match in a bit, I think. I don't want to bury the lead. Thomas Shevlin, hey, Prof and Ollie. Love Double or Nothing, but Tony Khan has single-handedly ruined two stars, Tyre and Jade, by having Statlander come out of nowhere to win the belt and Jade having her streak snapped and Taya now looks like an afterthought and the TBS belt looks mid. Um, that's not a million miles away from my take. Really? However... I am the complete opposite. I liked the moment, but I think when I get into the logic of it, I, it, I don't like it. You are inconsistent, Professor Stanley. Why? Because you just said you love moments and you don't care about the larger That's thing. That's true. That's true. Kid Cuddy, finally for Look, now. I just want everything to be for me, okay? I don't know what to tell you. But what is for you? You just said you wanted one thing and then you said you got it and you didn't I like it. I'm the professor of nitpicking, okay? Kid Cuddy said, This show was a rough one to get through for me. Uh, a lot of the booking was off and didn't make sense. I guess after Night of Champions, my ex... ex- this is so crazy to read, isn't mm. it? Like, this is what we always used to say about watching a WWE show after an AEW show. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it... This is the, the role. now it's gone. Yeah. Uh, my expectations were just too high last night. Also, did you guys watch Dra- uh, Dragunov and Dijak go at it? That was flames. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet, but I have heard exactly that. So yeah. that, that's, in fact, the only thing I've heard about the mm-hmm. show. So I'm keeping it there as much as I physically can. Well, um, I'm intrigued the... by how um, 
how negative people are feeling about this show. Mm. Well, th- let's get on to it because because yeah. uh... let me be clear, <laughs> there are as if I haven't already, there are some negative things for me in here, and when I'm negative about them, I am quite negative about mm. them. But the good stuff, I think, was great. So, well, I think unequivocally. Anarchy in the Arena and the Four Pillars match mm. were absolutely incredible matches. Cold bangers. It's a 10-match card, though. Right. And that's, it, the, uh, that's o- the problem. Overall, with the pre-show, like the pre-show match, I'm not counting the whole pre-show, although the RJ City stuff was fantastic. <laughs> Did you... So he, he, does this in, he does this interview with Arn Anderson, and he says, intimidating me at this time. <laughs> that's you know, very rather, good. Rather, I like that. And then at the end, um, <laughs> just before Arn was walking away, RJ goes... You're packing heat for the match, <laughs> <laughs> and you can see you can see Arn goes like this, like yeah. that, and then Arn goes, "Ask your mother," and RJ <laughs> says in return, "My new stepfather, Arn Anderson." He's <laughs> so quick-witted and funny. Stuff. He's brilliant. Um. Yeah, so the pre-show, Hardy Party, which is the Hardy Boys and Hook, I think, or is that mm. the Isaiah Casty version? It was Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy and Hook versus The Guns and Ethan Page, mm-hmm. aka Firm Legacy, as I call them. Nice. That was rough. Yeah, was I rough um, I have watched this uh, partly as I was leaving the house and then partly on my phone because I forgot that the pre-show was a thing. Um, the uh, buy-in. The, excuse me, the buy-in, mm. not the kickoff panel. Um, yeah, it... it, it it was tricky, wasn't it? Mm. It was. It was rough to watch. There was some good, some good bits in there, but the um, it's just first match in a year. He's. I think he's probably dealing with a lot of insecurities. I think he's dealing with a lot of um, uh, anxiety about making the return and making the return worth it. The timing was way off a lot. There was a lot of slipping, a lot of yikes, a lot of um, my, my line about his gear was that it looked like he was had a a, a layer of skin that was a bit too large. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a yikes match, and I also the the finale of this means that we're now back to the reverse of what we were fighting for, isn't it? That he's got the firm contract, Matt got. Oh, that was on the line, wasn't yeah. it? Okay, yeah, sure. There you go. That, that okay, yeah, sure. That's the review. Uh, Hook was worked over for the majority. Jeff got one of the hot tags. Um, yeah, he, was, he slipped over. He didn't mm. look good at all. Even when he was on the apron, I, th- I thought he looked disinterested. Disinterested and also a little bit out of puff. I think I think it's a lack of conditioning. And also, mm. I genuinely think he's... I, I'm trying to be generous and empathetic to to emotionals, emotion as much as possible because having not wrestled in a year and having everyone know your trouble. Do you know what I mean? I think mm. that's, that's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Um, so yeah, I felt bad for him. Mm. Well, it wasn't good. Uh, Ethan Page and the guns and, well, to be honest, everyone was doing stuff Yeah. Uh, apart from Jeff. Like even, you know, Matt, I think, is, is a very good performer in these situations too. And Austin, Austin Gunn is mm. really, really charismatic. Yeah. But the, or is it Colton Gunn? It's the one with the two stripes on his, he had makeup on his eye. Uh but yet the, the storyline's a bit naff. I'm over it. It's a shame because I love Hook. I love Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. I want them to do better things. But let's see where it goes. Uh, the main card opened up with the 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal, which was just, well, Battle Royal, but everyone didn't start in the ring. Mm-hmm. So that was odd. Odd. And like some Orange was in the ring, mm-hmm. the start, and everyone was outside the ring, and they just all started, well, so, half of them started fighting, and the other half got in. Mm-hmm. 
So it felt like a reverse battle royal for a moment. There was a, there was an element of TNA in there mm-hmm. uh, throughout the show. In many ways. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it was it was odd one for me. I was I was um, I mean there's the element. It was also so okay. Here's why I thought it was dry. Odd that no one's getting in the ring. JR is compounding that fact nonstop. JR was in a complaining mood. He really was I, grumpy. I that preferred day. it when he was because they they switched out at one point mm-hmm. with uh, yeah Giovanni. Mm. Um, and then also the crowd were pretty dead mm. for it, which was a, a difficult thing. I love a show to open with. You, I mean, it's it's the 2K23 my GM thing. Good opening, good closing. The middle is one. <laughs> um, you need to start with a banger. Um, and AEW traditionally on their shows, I think, does start with something that gets the crowd going, gets people excited, gets that goodwill going. Um, and this Battle Royals I like very much. This just was a bit odd. And I think the way to fix it for me was just make it a casino battle royal. I don't mm. know why they didn't. Um, I was wondering whether we, because because by virtue of them all being out of ringside and even uh, Orange Cassidy was already in the ring by the time the show went on the air proper. Um, oh, they all made their entrances in the at pre-show. the end of the buy-in. Yeah. Right. Which I, I, I can't, that, not even having like a, a Keith Lee make an entrance on the main show, not even having your champion make his entrance on the main show. Don't make show. these main shows longer than they are. Yeah, well, sure, but you have to have, the champ gets to make an entrance. I'm, I'm sorry, I think that's allowed. <laughs> I'm allowed to nitpick on that. The champ should get an entrance on the main show. Um, it just made it feel a bit like, oh, who's in this? And and then I'm trying to like see what's going Oh, Dustin Rose is over there. Okay, mm. because we heard also that um, some of the people on in the match didn't know they were in the match until very late in the in the game. Um, certainly and, not when it was announced. And Powerhouse Hobbs, QT, mm. I think Solo as well. They're all pulled. Yeah. Despite being announced. Yeah. So it just gave it this feel of like, oh, well, okay, Orange Cassidy's winning. Uh, to the end, when Swerve's in there doing some business and Big Bill's in there getting his big boss, big boss slam, which oh, I'm sure you loved. Big Bill is so good. Yeah. It's uh, it was and it was good to see. I mean, you know, Penta was giving him some stuff. I liked elements of it. Mm. I liked what uh, Goldust was doing. Um. Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, he's always gold to me. What was Did that, you see flash? that flash? Someone super kicked someone outside. I don't even know what device could have made that flash. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was a weird it was a weird vibe. I would have liked it if we had people enter in in batches. And then I was wondering. I picked uh, Miro in my mm. um, Wrestle League predictions because I was like, <laughs> I wonder if they'll set something up for Collision. You know, we have this new show starting. They mm. may want a big one of the big names that is going to be on that show, maybe taking a championship over to it, soft, hard brand split, who knows? Nope. Just happened. Mm. And I was like, oh. Well, I enjoyed it far more than you. Yeah. I, I was a bit annoyed about the rules at the start, just because I was like, what, what is this? Mm. And Swerve was outside for like a good half of the match. And then he gets in and it's meant to be this whole Keith Lee Swerve stare mm. down. Like, come on. This feud was has just past its expiration date and you still haven't had a single yeah, match. Even in a match I don't care Yeah, uh, which I hate saying because I love Swerve and I love Keith mm. Lee and I just don't know why they're dragging this on so much um, but there were so many impressive spots in this mm. Brian Cage uh, all the luchadors Commander that running uh, ah. Bandido yeah he should have been eliminated well no because he wasn't technically in the match because you don't get officially entered into the match until you've entered the ring and both your feet touch the mat mm. that was what they said on commentary but whenever I'm sorry it's a, it gets on my nerves when he does all of his bouncy ropesy stuff anyway because often it doesn't end with anything running across the ropes and plancher onto someone great being there and going oh look at me I've got great balance mm. doesn't do anything if you're in a battle royal 
and you have officially entered the match, and then you run on the top ropes, you deserve to get pushed off. Strategic error. That is on you. And Jay White did just that. Yeah, he, he did. Uh, and he I loved pushed it. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the crowd didn't, though. They booed, oh, of course, because it's a, heel, a great heel spot. Mm. I thought it was perfectly suited for Jay. Uh, Bandido. Yeah. Hoisting Brian Cage up above him in a Good press slam. Stuff. That was great. I mean, yeah, all of that, all of that stuff was great. The mo- moments in the Battle Royal were great. It just, that's my opener. Mm. I want to be, I want to be ready for it on, on the off, mm. you know? Uh, it came down to Orange Cassidy and Swerve Strickland as the final two. And they had, like, as soon as Big Bill was eliminated mm. by Swerve, like, he'll betray and heal. Talking about um, good logic, by the way, mm. uh, it, it was him and him and Bill were sort of teaming up. And then Bill was like, oh, I've got this. And I was like, yeah, all right, you go do yeah, your thing. Yeah. And then I'm going to take advantage of it. Swerve's That's great. great. Great stuff. As soon as Big Bill went out, it wasn't like, oh, the 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 final two of the Royal Rumble in 2K23 mm. cutscene of, yeah. of everything. <laughs> yeah. It was, boom, straight into like the fastest sequences outside of Leo Rush. They were running back and forth, reversals. Mm. Um, it was great. And then they end up on the apron and Swerve is holding on with one hand mm-hmm. and Cassie just goes... Ding. He like sets up like he's going to do something big and then just pulls little, little, little super Which kick. I liked. I liked. I really really liked the last from the final four yeah and i enjoyed the rest of it i really liked the final four <laughs> what i didn't like any of yeah was chris jericho and adam cole big yikes this i don't know is it surprising because jericho really has he had a great run from about august through to november as roh champion mm. like just the banging matches every week mm. And then it felt like he was going to go somewhere really fun with the Jericho Appreciation Society mm-hmm. and a losing streak. Yeah. Because he lost to uh, Action Andretti. Yes, which was a great, great moment. Great moment. I thought, brilliant. He's had all the appreciation stuff and now we can see him decline mm-hmm. and the JS being in this awkward position of, oh, but we appreciate this loser. Like, what a great, fun comedy story for Jericho mm-hmm. to go into. And it has just been... Awful Ricky Starks feud, I thought. Yeah. And now the Cole feud's been fun. Like, there's been some nice moments, but I'm not really invested in it. Mm. And this was a this was a this was a really really subpar match. It's it was subpar in in conception and execution. Mm. I thought because it's this whole idea of well, first of all, we talked about this upstairs, but an unsanctioned match. What does that mean? In AEW, it appears to just mean a no holds barred match. Um, if you're going to call something an unsanctioned match you want nothing to do with it like you know and and you brought up the great point of roh unsanctioned matches it was like the refs weren't even allowed to wear roh colors and then just like black t-shirts yeah you know yeah. it's like we, we don't want anything to do with this because we don't know what you two are gonna you know do to each other and the idea is that the feud has built and built and built so much that it's just bad blood um it's essentially a lights out match yeah but taking place within the show and this just didn't ever really get into Second gear, a lot of it I thought was quite sloppy. Mm. I don't know if it's it's rust on Adam Cole's part in any way. I don't think so. Um, but I, I kept watching it thinking like, oh, I wish I was watching that um, Falls Guy Anywhere match with Roderick Strong, you know, which mm. I thought was so much fun. Yeah, that was great. Um, where they were going all over the arena and then and Cole was banned from the, the building, but not the outside. Great. That, that was all really well plotted, really well performed. And this just sort of wasn't. And, and the crowd, again, were pretty dead for it. And you'd seen a lot of... I don't know if it's because they were saving their energy for the violence later on in the show. I don't know whether there's a... It's a yeah, the Anarchy in the Arena main event, I, th- I think, did undermine mm. having an unsanctioned match on yeah. the same card, which is like, well, don't 
don't book that then. That's your fault for booking it. Mm. Uh, and there is an expectation of an unsanctioned match mm -hmm. and it never got anywhere near the level of violence required. I don't want blood everywhere. No. But if you tell me this is going to be a, a match so violent, AEW won't even officially sanction it, mm. you've got to deliver on some of that. And the Sabu stuff. Oh, I didn't even think that. Yeah, let's do the Sabu stuff because... First of all, why are you there? <laughs> why are, why is he there? We said this on the Dynamite podcast. Like, it makes no sense. Mm. It really smacks of just Tony. It, I love I love wrestling. Here's an ECW person. Yeah. And shoehorning him into what was actually a pretty good, intense, personal blood feud. Mm -hmm. It made no sense. I do think it took away from it. And now he comes out here as a special enforcer. But the special enforcer role really was just immediately brawling with... Because if you're a special, I mean, heels. let's think about the other special enforcer I always think of is Mike Tyson, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea was that he was there to make sure things stayed in line, but he was aligned with the heels. So it that's another thing for the for the babyface to overcome. Here, the special enforcer has from the off been on Adam Cole's side. He's in Adam Cole's corner. So why are you promoting him as a special enforcer to begin with? And then what all he sort of does is um throw a chair at someone climb up to a rope and fall off it like that's what he did it he, wasn't really a jump yeah. was it yeah he he climbed up to that top turnbuckle there's yeah. a table outside i didn't even see the person get set up on it but yeah. i imagine one of 2.0 was there and yeah sabu gets up to the top doesn't even catch his balance because there was none and forward rolls off it <laughs> it was it was it was quite a splat uh, he just sort of yeah up there and then in in a flurry of happening he's down and then that's it off they go they all brawl off and then it is like another 14 minutes yeah 40, 50 minutes and yeah just never really reaching for a, a fire extinguisher and it doesn't go off in the right time and you can mm. see jericho telegraphing it there's a lot i think that's my problem you can see a lot of them a lot of the there was a lot of baggy parts of this match and so the crowd were just yeah, they sat there, mostly silent for it. Sat there, like not, and you can because they were so well lit, which is a great. I like that AEW does that. You can just see them. Mm -hmm. Very uncharacteristic for a, an AEW crowd, yeah. especially a pay per view one. And the finish was was the worst thing about it. Yes, it's not like it was saved at the end because Cole hits the boom. He wraps. He, at this point, they're both handcuffed to each other and with a long, long chain, so almost like a dog collar setup. Mm -hmm. And he wraps the chain around his knee, hits another boom. You're like, okay, there's the pin. And he doesn't. He just starts hitting Jericho. Him, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to go for a ref stoppage. And then, yeah, Aubrey goes, ding, 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 call off the match. And the crowd booed. Mm -hmm. because they, and they were booing Aubrey. They were booing the booking. Mm -hmm. That's what that was because the babyface won. Mm -hmm. They weren't playing it up like all oh, the, the babyface has been consumed by revenge and has turned heel. It wasn't that kind of boo. It was just just a bad finish. Because if you're going to do something like that and keep the baby face over, they they kind of have to... The, the the momentum and the crowd's energy has to be so high, mm. right? But it wasn't. Yeah. It, and so it just felt like, oh, that's the end? That's limp. Come on, like, do better. Um, was was it uh, Fiend Hell in a Cell levels of no, annoying? No, of course not. <laughs> it didn't kill a company. A rest stoppage in an unsanctioned match killed a company. I'm sorry, uh... Several several uh, <laughs> Omega chats here said that Night Champions was better. The power is back. Um, no, I don't know. I um, it just it just didn't work. The ending didn't work, mm -hmm. and the match didn't work. And it was a shame because I really like Adam Cole very much. Yeah, yeah. But do we like him as a babyface? I'm still like 
I, I don't do. know. I do. Because, I mean, I, I like I say, it wasn't long ago. It was two weeks ago that they had an incredible match on Dynamite. Roderick, Roderick Strong Roddy and, and Chris, Jericho. Yeah, they? but like with, within the, the mm -hmm. feud. And, and, and that moment that you do get him outside and there's Adam Cole with his lovely top knot and his great leather jacket. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm into you. I like you. And then they're setting up the... Um, uh, Britain, uh, Adam, yes. Jericho and Soraya match to come. And I, I'm not, not into it. So Britt ran down during this and absolutely clobbered Jericho with a kendo stick. Soraya came down and they sort of brawled and chased off. Later on, it cuts backstage. Jericho, who had a black eye. Mm. I don't know if he was at, that's a genuine black eye. Well, a he had shoot or a working. Okay. Yeah, because I spotted him and, and it was, I thought he'd been busted open. I thought that's what, I thought that's what we were doing. Yeah. Trying to get a bit of colour. And then the match will continue. Oh, the match is over. That's really, he, he, he had the black eye in the match. I'm so glad they didn't get color from that finish because mm. that is... What a waste. 101, don't do that, Lesnar Orton levels. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, later on, Jericho and Soraya are backstage. They challenge uh, Cole and Britt to an intergender tag for Dynamite, mm -hmm. and it's been booked. Yeah. And then one lone security guard... <laughs> Says, oh, can you calm Excuse down, me, can please? You, can you move on from here? And Jericho fireballs him. Yep. I'm a wizard, bitch, is what he said. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Uh, yeah, I thought, I was like, just send one guy. Yeah. And it was like one really junior looking guy. He really <laughs> did look like it was his first day on the job. Uh, after that, which uh, that was bad. Um, definitely comfortably the worst thing on the show. And one of the, like, the, the most disappointing things on any AEW pay-per-view ever, I'd say. Really? Well, there's not been many. The, the only ones that really come to mind are the the botched exploding death match thing. Devastating. Which, but like, that's sad. That's yeah. just sad. Uh, Matt Hardy getting concussed in his match with Sammy Guevara. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the booking of the ladder match uh, all out last year. Mm -hmm. And this. Yeah. Yeah. A rare miss then. Yeah. 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 After that, though... It's Team TNA time. Here's Jeff Jarrett to save the day. Uh, FTR versus Team TNA with Mark Briscoe as a special guest referee. Mm -hmm. The previous match harmed the crowd so much, they were quiet yep. for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Until, uh, how did this go? So, Sanjay pulled Dax out maybe mm -hmm. off a cover. So, Mark Briscoe's like, you're out of here. And they're walking to the back. And while that's happening... Jarrett comes with a guitar to clobber Dax, mm -hmm. but somehow gets Mark Briscoe. There's a, there's a, there's, there was a definitely a bit of like, oh, we're not quite time. He's not quite right here because it's like I've sent you, I've sent you to the back. Oh, he's not there yet. I've sent you to the back again. No, you absolutely yeah. go to the back. Are we ready? Yes, we are. Whoops. And then it's, it's I think, I think it was uh, Dax just ducking out the way mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, but instantly, I was like, "Here we go! Here yeah. we go!" I think the crowd was as well. But the so earlier on, as soon as Mark's back was turned, mm. as soon as it was, Jeff went like like a robot to a chair. Yeah, and got a chair. And Mark's <laughs> yeah. like, "No, no, 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 no!" And he's like, "Okay, put the chair down." He threw uh, Dax or Cash into a barricade. It's like as soon as a referee is not watching Jarrett, he has this compulsion to cheat. Look, you know, it's it's. It's a way of getting it done. You know, it's, a, it's a, a good heel move. But then if he did hit Dax with the guitar, mm -hmm. there'd be guitar fragments everywhere. And Mark was right there. Yeah, just, he would have heard it. But 
Yorley could, well, I mean, the crowd were quiet enough that you would have heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, no, you know, maybe you're overthinking it. I think I am. Maybe, because maybe. the best way to enjoy this is to just switch off. This, I will say, this was incredibly sports entertaining. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it, it, I don't like to be that guy, but it's like, you needed a bit of sports entertainment to pop the crowd, you know, to get them on their feet. And it did. So with Mark taken out, they did like a a, a a big rig and they pinned Jarrett for like seven seconds yeah. in a crowd of chant. And he, he's he's counting it as well. He's like, hang on, what are we doing here? Aubrey Edwards runs down, new referee, and Sanjay stands in front of her, blocks her, blocks her, and then out of nowhere, Karen Jarrett comes with a guitar and whacks Aubrey in the head. <laughs> And then falls over herself. She absolutely <laughs> fell over. She stumbled on those gigantic heels. I loved this spot. It was so much fun. It's so rare to see such blatant, like, ref attacks. Yeah. Complete nonsense. And it was, it's Aubrey. Yeah. Beloved referee Aubrey Edwards. Not mm. just getting, like, a push. Like, if they just had Sanjay Blocker, that would have been enough heat. Yeah. And then Karen Jarrett comes in with the guitar. Which is, I mean, Karen Jarrett with the guitar is a sentence that we can say in 2023. I love it. I love it on AEW pay-per-view. Great. I didn't think a referee would be more brutalized than Rudy Charles getting speared at Night of Champions <laughs> this weekend. No, well, you didn't factor in mm. the queen of TNA, Karen Jarrett. She got mega heat off of that. She did. I am worried we'll get some kind of Karen Aubrey match. That's a, that's a worry for you? Yeah. Karen, I'm just saying Karen TBS Championship role. <laughs> After that, there was like a really fun back and forth bit. Uh, and Mark revived himself to make the pin FTR retain. It was Jarrett, um, <laughs> Jarrett hitting the... Uh, this, is it the stroke? I can't remember what it's. Like, it, it's the same as the skull crushing finale. Um, uh, but he hits the match and he hits the move and he's like, "Yes, we've got it, one lads." It's just not, you know. It's like pin him, mate. Yeah, pin yeah, him, yeah. mate. I love, I love everything Jarrett is doing in this run. It's well, so Jack, much fun. he's got to protect the finisher. He's got- <laughs> if he knows they're kicking out, he's not making the quick cover. <laughs> Let Jeff be Jeff. Uh, speaking of Jeff Jarrett, Bullet Club Gold. Mm were next when Ricky Starks was attacked by them backstage. And it was FTR who chased them off. Yeah. So maybe that is a... Uh, oh, Starks and FTR mm-hmm. challenge Bullet Club Gold and oh, I don't know who for the Bidden Doors door. coming up. Yeah. Let's do a Bullet Club reunion. Yeah, thing. nice. Again, again, this is where they're sort of one eye on the future, which I, I quite like. And it gives FTR... A, this <laughs> storyline has finished now. Lovely. Clean out. Move on to something else. I like that. Christian took on Wardlow in a ladder match for the TNT title. This was pretty decent. I really liked it. I, I liked it. Uh, and it was more, because I was a bit worried about Christian doing a ladder match, a singles yeah. ladder match. Fine with a multi-person. Mm-hmm. But I was really, I thought Wardlow did a great job here because he just took all the bumps for Christian. Christian's offense was mostly about like being smart and mm-hmm. cutting things off. Uh, and Wardlow just took all the big bumps. That's what I liked about it. And that's why I actually think a singles one in this case was actually a better call mm. for Christian at this point because the thing with a multi-person yes you can sort of hide behind it but when it's a multi-person ladder match and we've seen so many of them people expect an element of mm. chaos of anarchy um and we you kind of have to save it for, for later on in the show so that almost forced them to be a little bit more cerebral a little bit cleverer with the way they use the ladder in the match um and I think that it, yeah you're right I think Wardlow taking the big bumps and and Christian being smart in what he did take made it more effective. Mm. Uh, the finish was another sort of insane bit of booking where Luchasaurus comes down, then Arn Anderson comes down, and Arn faces off against Luchasaurus. Yep. 
and bites Luchasaurus's thumb. He bites his thumb clean off. If it looked like it looked like he was had was that nothing, the idea? It, well, it, to me, it looked like he had nothing but bone left. It, yeah, like, yeah. like Arn had like sucked all the skin off his hand, <laughs> of his thumb. Um, it was really weird, and yet I kind of was like, "All right, then, let's do yeah. it. Why not?" Because the rest of the match, Arn is then like his face is covered in blood down here, yeah. and his hair is like <laughs> dark blood. Yeah, I've just woken up, old man. Yeah, did you love his little dad run to the ring? I, I, I can't really remember. It, it was great. So like, it's like here comes Arn Anderson. <laughs> like a dad looking for his car in the car park. Yeah. It was great. Love that. But I, I don't know. I, so this then leads to uh, Luchasaurus. Again, it's not Christian taking the massive, massive bumps, which is a smart thing. A great swanton from Wardlow off that massive ladder. And in mm. full Jeff Hardy style, he took most of it himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then what I didn't then like, I thought this was the moment then for Christian to be like, well, he's out. Mm. I'm going to go up and get my belt kind of thing. Um, I didn't like the fact that the finish came from Arn cheating. Like, oh, babyface cheating. Well, so yeah, so I've roused Wardlow and been like, get in the ring. It's time. You've got to go and do your thing. Him actively. Oh, I've pressed a button. Have you? Have you definitely pressed the button? It looks okay. Are we fine? There's Maybe little, it was an audio. There's button. a little deck underneath. Um, a a deck. A little deck. I'm not I usually. Said. Not, not a little anything else. <laughs> underneath Dan's desk. Check the desk. chat, see if we're okay. I accidentally leant forward, and I, I don't usually sit on this side, and I'm nervous. Um, it's okay, I think. It seems fine. Okay, great, People good. Same. Everything's fine. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I think baby face cheating wasn't my, wasn't, wasn't my vibe. So Arm pushed yeah. Christian off the ladder perfectly into a Wardlow powerbomb. Mm. I saw it more as Wardlow could have stopped him. He was already in the ring. It was right. just like a little... A, a little nudge. A little, um, I don't like a nudge. I, yeah, well. Yeah. I, I would have just preferred Christian to win the belt. Right. With Wardlow taken out because of the Luchasaurus bump. And then we can have Christian as champion. Just because I... It's crazy the amount of stuff Wardlow did in this match. Mm. He like took all the punishment, all the crazy bumps. So impressive. He's such a good big man. He's such a good wrestler. Mm. But I'm just not interested in him. Yeah, which is such a shame. Mm. Yeah. After that, we got Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. This only went five minutes because it was mostly angle. Yes. Uh, Jamie Hayter didn't initially come out for her entrance music. It's because the outcasts are beating her up. They get her into the ring. Tony Storm keeps beating up the injured arm mm -hmm. because it's a real injury yep. and they're sort of covering for it. Boom, 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 boom. Jamie does quite a few, way more spots than I was anticipating. Yeah. And, um, I, and I liked that there was a lot of selling in those spots, mm -hmm. like hitting a move and it being too painful for it to do anything was, was great. But Storm won with, uh, what's it called? Storm Zero. Yeah, Storm Zero. Bit anticlimactic. Like it just happened and everyone's yeah. like, oh, okay. But it is what it is. That's it. I think I cut them some slack because of this the very real injury that Jamie Hayes is dealing with. Um, I would rather that than they they sort of give us a new interim champ while she's injured again or anything like that, or even take the title oh, yeah. off her. The fact that it was worked into an angle in some way, I think, is like, all right, let's make the best of a bad situation. Give Jamie the time she needs to hopefully heal in time mm -hmm. for what I think she deserves, which is a great hometown pop yeah. in Wembley. Um, this was where I popped up. Uh, I got to... Uh, my. My flat was in shot of uh, the the giant wide angle AEW uh, at Wembley Stadium. I was like, people, ah! people right. know exactly where you live now. <laughs> people work out your address. <laughs> they will. They will. I could see myself. It was great. Um, and I took a picture of it and I'm thrilled about it. <coughs> but yeah, no, it's the, um, 
you you want the best. I I think everyone's wishing the best for Jamie Hayter mm. in that because she deserves that hometown pop. Um, and it's good that we have a a, a champion in the meantime. You know. We had the acclaimed and daddy ass taken on the House of Black after that in the trios match. I've seen a lot of love for this trios match. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are like, oh my god, the the moment the trios match started is when the the pay per view really really started getting good. For Karen me, that, Jarrett erasure. Yeah. For me, that this wasn't the bit. It was the next match because mm. I really admire Malachi Black trying to try new things, yeah. and I'm like, cool. This is your open house gimmick. Mm -hmm. You've got the the 20 count for outside mm -hmm. the ring. You've got no rope breaks. And this interesting idea of the opponents get to choose a rule. To I like add it a lot. I like it a lot. It is not being done. Mm. We got the first, I think there's only been three. Mm -hmm. The first one was against Best Amigos. They forgot they had to <laughs> choose a, a stipulation. The next one was good. It was kind of lucha tag rules, but that didn't massively work into the story of the match. Mm -hmm. And this one, on pay-per-view... Max Caster rapped that we don't need we don't need a rule. He and they didn't choose one. Board off the gimmick, which is unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because because again, the thing with that is um it makes you as the baby faces look arrogant and a bit stupid. And you lost. Yeah. And it, it so so you should have taken advantage of it. What I like about the stipulation is the fact that um the House of Black are essentially saying like these these are our rules, but also, you know. We'll give you something. You you pick a rule as well, mm. and we'll still take you down, kind of thing. Um, so for you to just go. By the way, I also didn't like the rap in general because he took a shot of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I will not be having it. <laughs> I will not not in my house. Saying Brody King looked like a reject from yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race, which is um, surely you know, that's saying RuPaul is really good because they rejected Brody King. Yes, but that's a the, the people who get the pork chop. You, you don't know the Drag Race law. The people who go out first are still good. They're all great. But it's a read uh, maybe from even the audition process. They're all still great. I will not be having RuPaul's Drag Race Lander on my show. Um, no, I I, uh, I thought that the choice to not take advantage. Why would you not take advantage of a rule? Mm. Even even to just say like uh, you, you can lose the belts by disqualification. I don't know. Like what? Just pick something. Yeah, that's max of laziness on the part of the producer yes. or the bookers. Yeah, yeah. To not ah, uh, why why come up with this really intriguing, exciting concept that is in its infancy and then bore it off? Mm. You know. Shame. But the match itself was fine, and I liked that I liked uh, Billy Gunn getting in and getting a couple of pretty hefty-looking fame asses, and the, being the one to take the pin was a, a good shout. Yeah, Daddy Ass was the hot tag. The whole match was built towards us. That was another thing. I thought it, I thought it was quite long, yeah. what they were doing. A lot of working over of the acclaimed. And then they finally make the hot tag to Daddy Ass, mm. and usually, if this was a dynamite match, Daddy Ass would run wild. And you'd have that bit where it really breaks down and it goes another five minutes and everyone's just going crazy. But what happened was Daddy Ass got a hot tag and then got pinned. <laughs> House of Black. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I hope they use the open house mm. concept to tell some actual stories yeah. as opposed to just having the lights weird. Mm. Then Jade Cargill took on Ty of Valkyrie. I thought this was a great match. I don't I, know how long it went, actually. Let me find out. You, you I think it went about eight minutes or so. Um, I agree. I thought this was a great match. I loved Tyre's brutality. Went eight minutes, 50 seconds. Have I read the Wikipedia page on the way into work today? <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought it made Tyre look great. There was some brutality in there that was really fun. Um, I thought um, that uh, the... the um, 
what was it? It's like an STF, and, and she was like, when you're a bit close to the ropes, maybe I'll pull you back and then stomp you into the ground. I was like, yes, this is great. The mm. fact that she's got the, the road to Valhalla back was a nice little moment. So that when she lifted her up, I was like, here we go. This could be it. The whole crowd did yeah. that. And that's not just be that's because it's been a well-told story. Exactly that, yeah. That moment meant so much because we've had loads of angles mm -hmm. and that match where Tyre wasn't allowed to hit that move. Mm -hmm. And when she went up and she hit it and they did the near fall. Yeah. And Jade's 2.9 kick out. Jade's kick out Jade's kick was out. amazing. Completely agree. It was really, really good. So then when when almost immediately afterward, Jade gets the better hand and does the jaded. Is it, is it called the jaded? I couldn't quite remember. Yeah. Um, and gets the pin. It's like, well, I could do it better than you, mm. you know? And I and I am Jade Cargill. <clears throat> I am 60 and oh, look at me. I am what God envisioned for the peak specimen of a human <laughs> kind of thing. Um beautiful powerful belt in the air mm. nobody can take me what an incredible moment and i think tyre looked really strong as well and then they said and i'm gonna drop my oh, one okay. f-bomb of the night okay. tyre's drag and they just ruined it all and they hogan it oh. at, at wrestlemania 9 and 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 it, and it, and and it, not only that not only did they get rid of tyre the entire streak over over that's it Okay, well, let's let's objectively run through what happened let's, before we get Dan's <laughs> coloured bias version of this. So Jade won this match really well fought and a real star power match, I thought. Uh, and then Jade celebrating; she's got the the mm -hmm. tile up high. Is it? I can't remember the uh, baddie's name, but Mark Sterling's in the ring, mm. and Mark Sterling's like, "Look, Jade's dominant, sixty and O." And she's so good, she could fight someone else right now. Mm, she'll take on anyone, anywhere, anytime. And Jade is going, yeah. But there's nobody left. And then Chris Statlander's music hits. Mm -hmm. Statlander comes out. Bell rings because she's just her hubris, the arrogance. She made the challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that. I do. And then Chris Statlander, they went about 48 seconds, a little bit of back and forth. And Statlander won. And I get as well that it's the it's the sort of money in the bank situation of she's been through a match and Tyre really took it to her and she's slightly weakened, but like also it it just sort of happened. Mm. And it just is then Jade's whole 60 and O streak that you've been building all this time. She's the only person to hold that belt. But it's been boring for a I year agree. And a half. No, I completely agree on that one, but like just oh, sod it. Throw it away. Build it to something, mm. you know. Could it could it not have been? Could it not have been that Chris Statlander, who has been healed for a little while, has been working out in the ring, has been, you know, bit 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 bit. Could it not have been her moment at double or nothing? Could they not have built to this match then? Because now she's the champ. I'm assuming um she's completely fine. No ring rust, good to go, full stop. So she'll be on dynamite or, mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, could we not have had okay, so this is this I'm gonna come out. I'm not in ring gear. Anyone, anytime, any place. See you on Wednesday. I'll take you out on Wednesday. Like I just don't know why it undercut this this other moment. Other than a pop and and a, a, and a couple of headlines didn't work for me. Got on my nerves. Felt a bit Hogan in WrestleMania Nine. Well, it seems to to be a split thing. I <clears throat> because we've had the the chat and, uh, about it as well. I loved it. It's it's Mod Mother Around Day. It looks like she is. Well, then maybe we could... Oh, we could do a little poll. <clears throat> Let's have a poll. Let's see what the... But was Chris Statlander winning in the way she did? Mm. A good thing, yes or no? Because mm. I see your point. I really mm. do. I think, And I think that 
I, I completely agree that Jade has just had the spell and there hasn't really been anything to do with it and, it and it feels secondary, but that's all the more reason to push it in those final in that mm -hmm. final stretch. Get it to sixty two and one, you know, mm -hmm. just a couple more. I don't know. It's crazy how two shocking title changes happened for both Jade yeah. and Bianca. And Bianca, yeah. Which were just like long reigns that yeah. we'd all gotten bored of though. Mm. Uh, the last match we'll talk about is the Four Pillars four-way MJF defending his AEW World Championship against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy, which was, I, I just thought, genuinely groundbreaking. Yeah. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, the feud to this point hasn't really lit the world on fire for me. There's been, like, because it's been a long build. It's been like two and a half months. Yeah. And at least a month of that was really good. Mm, and then they sort yeah. of went off the point. Especially like in the past couple of weeks, when I think about what's happened, the Sammy Guevara face turn hasn't worked. No. Because you know, they took someone who was a really good sort of Weasley heel and turned him into a, a fully white meat baby face. And it just, it, for the purposes of this match, which I think is a shame. Um, Jungle Boy was absolutely murdered by, by Roosh a couple of weeks ago. He is. Yeah, even after this match, I think Jungle Boy has come off worse. Yeah, it's it's a shame. And mm. I think, but I think the the reason is none of the three of them to me scream world championship material yet. That's not to say that they can't be, but MJF absolutely mm. does. Best heel in the industry, as far as I'm concerned. Love everything he does. Next to Dominic. In, well, I mean, yeah, but no one can touch Dominic. Mm. In particular, that amazing uh, big band sequence that you can come out oh, on yeah. screen and do a big band sequence in the middle of a wrestling show. <laughs> I love you, MJF. But um, the, wrestling is an interesting thing because you have almost like three layers of storytelling. You have the meta, wider narrative of storytelling, which we all know because of being fans and being engaged with it on this level. And we have... Um, AEW's existence is a story in of itself mm. and, and these people being the four pillars who help build it with great uh, under and mid card matches and moments with like Sting and, and all the rest that that's that's part of the story then you have the narrative of the match itself the storyline that has led to the moment of the pay-per-view and then you have the story that's told between the bells and I think for me even with all of the stuff that hasn't worked in the storyline leading up to the pay-per-view you have ha I, I knew for a fact mm. and I think we all did the second that bell rang we were going to see something special from these four, mm. you know, and they absolutely delivered. I will ding it slightly for some self-indulgence a little bit later, later on that maybe is as a full nitpick and I will take that criticism because I think a lot of people loved the moment, but I'll probably wait until we get to it. But to a point, I was out loud. Oh my God, I was reacting to it. Spots in the middle of it. If you can interrupt a match like that to do some mic work and still keep me, I'm all for it. It was such a good. It was such a good showcase for all four of these people. Um, yeah, banger. I think I I never believed MJF would lose the belt. No, I didn't either. I, even when I was watching the match. Yeah. So I was not absorbed in it into the story in that regard. But yeah, the act the action. I was in. I was enjoying it in the same way that I enjoy the Civil War airport fight. Yeah. Yes, that's a, that's a like, good example. I, I never thought Cap or Iron Man were going to die mm. midway through this movie. But Although just, we're going to get a definitive finish in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, but I just loved the action. I thought what they did with the four-way uh, match structure mm. was, was as will have changed the game. I don't mm. think you'll be able to do fatal four-ways like you used to, where it's you split off people mm. as much. feels like when the three-way went from the Attitude Era of two people having a match, then you tag someone else in and they yeah. have the match. 
to the modern version, which is just people doing three-way spots. Mm. Now it was like all the whole second half of the match, maybe more, was just four-way spot, four-way spot, four-way spot. pace as well, wasn't yeah. it? Gymnastic moves using all four people. Yeah. It was it was so remarkably well thought out. I'm I'm amazed at how much work has gone into this to there come was, up with that the, all the spots. There were mo I think I never doubted, like <clears> you <throat> said, I never doubted how it was going to end. I never doubted that we were going to mm. see it. I never thought we were going to see a title change. However, um, I've been around the game enough to see things <laughs> go slightly wrong, mm -hmm. and I think the moments of nerves for me came from. You are putting together such an intricate match. If one of you doesn't make yeah. the, the kick out, if one of you doesn't break it up, and it, and it spoils what you've created, which I think is something pretty special, that would be such a shame. So I was reacting in that way. But there's moments like Sammy Guevara's cutter to Darby when Darby, Darby slid oh, in the ring, perfectly timed, unbelievable. Yeah. And that's something that could go so wrong, but it doesn't because they've, they've timed it to perfection. I thought um, the the four way submission. Oh, was so love great! Love human it. centipede. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. But again, like <coughs> there was the I, I normally I'm not one for a you know when they did the sort of roly poly one two one yeah. two. I don't really like that, but I liked the way it worked in this match. Um, the only thing that for me was a bit of a ding, which I think a lot of people have loved, was the um, tribute to all of their. Uh, oh elders. yeah, that was nice. And so it's MJF not, hit yes, the, the crossroads, crossroads and... the kill switch, the. Um, Scorpion, <laughs> was it? What? It's not Scorpion Death Drop. What's it called? Scorpion Death Drop. That one. Uh, they change your names, Sting. Um, and oh, uh, wait, Sammy Guevara did the well. He, he did the Walter Jericho at one point, yeah. but he did the Codebreaker. Mm. And they all came one after the other, which for me felt a bit hokey. Okay. It felt a bit like, and now the bit where we do this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you've done so well in so many other areas. Couldn't you just? drip those in through the match make it a little bit more subtle and have each of you do it at one point like maybe say we get the code breaker early on and then a little bit later on we get the kill switch and a little bit later on we get the crossroads i thought that would have been more of a a, a subtler narrative because i think they did such a good job of storytelling mm. in the match that i was i was just like i was uh, it's nitpicky and i will completely hold my hands up but i was just like give me give me a, a little more subtlety here um, i think i think that is super nitpicky but yeah. i do agree yeah in like the best way to do that is the FTR Young Bucks match mm. where they were doing attitude era moves. So you do the Hardy's move, you'll do the right the 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 three D at one point. But they weren't all in answer to each other. It was purely they them were all done. happening at once. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's yeah. what for me felt like felt a bit hokey. And I think <clears> this match was better than that level of hokey. Um but it's one that I I'll watch it again. You know, I can't yeah. wait to watch it again. The the sort of storyline point, starting with the entrances, Sammy Guevara comes out with Tay Conti. To reveal or Tay Mello. Yeah. Sorry, Tay Mello. Uh, with the placards mm. that they're having a baby. Have a baby. Isn't that lovely? There was a little clap from Jungle Boy in the ring as well. I thought it was really sweet. Um, it was also kind of healy. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they're doing. Why are they trying to make him a baby face? <laughs> even this, even this announcement. Yeah, like, they're out here in pure white, purest white. Yeah. And it's like, you're the couple who, like, well, I guess only fans with the belts a little bit. Or, or they're, that's the sort of couple, character-wise, yeah. that would post on Instagram you know, or, or Facebook the really, like, gushing, oh, we're so yeah. blessed. And I would read that if it was my mate and go, you're a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it was. That's it was, how I experienced Maybe them. it's just American and we as Brits don't really do that sort I of thing. I don't think so because the audience don't like him either. Yeah. I don't think you can propose to your childhood sweetheart in the <laughs> ring 
And then all of a sudden, a couple of months later, you're with the hot Brazilian <laughs> chick and then expect to be cheered a year later. <laughs> I think it's irreparable damage. <laughs> Forever heel. But at, at least three more years, he's going to be a heel. <laughs> Until we know for a fact that this was what was meant to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not prudish. <laughs> I just, I don't think you you'll be cheered. You hate children and other people's happiness. That's yeah. what you don't like. I do, I do. Because Luke's always on about it as well. <laughs> uh, Darby had a cool short film as well. I thought it was one of his better ones. Hated it. Did you really? Yeah, I thought it was hokey. I don't know. With I, the Elvis. I just thought it would, because there was, if, do you know what it was? It finished with the shot of him on a skateboard and I saw the strip in the background and I was like, oh. What would have been way better would have been him skating down the strip and into the arena. Do you know what I mean? The okay. idea. It's just such a cool visual mm -hmm. as opposed to what we got, which was just a bit, I don't know. I thought it was a bit lame, but that, that's my taste. He had cool attire. He was dressed as Elvis. Um, <coughs> no, we're just that going was through. Cool. That was cool. The, the big story points of the mm -hmm. match were that Jungle Boy had a moment where he could use the world championship belt on Derby mm. to maybe win. And he thought about it and he was like, no, I'm a good guy. And MJF and had said that down. thing about him not having the killer instinct, mm -hmm. and they, they sort of doubled mm -hmm. down on that. And I thought it was a shame. I wanted to see him do it. Well, this is the problem. That's a great, like, that's a good story to tell if you're into someone as a baby face. Mm. And the crowd booed it when Jungle Boy put the belt down. Because I don't think hitting him with the belt is, is, is a heelish thing for him to do in that moment, because... It is a killer instinct thing. There are no disqualifications. It's part of the rules mm -hmm, of the match. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be champ or not? And I think I think it could have actually elevated Jungle Boy and said, yeah, I am someone who, when when it gets down to it, I can be brutal. I can make it happen. Would have stepped him up to an, another gear for me. Instead, it just made him still seem like Jungle Boy rather than mm. Jungle Man. Yeah, that's very well put. <laughs> I think they're going to need to do something with Jungle Boy because this has, this has really exposed mm. the... Maybe the performer, maybe the character's limitations. Darby, however, I think has come off great from this. And he had the, the finishing sequence where MJF... So D Darby's up, he's going to do the coffin drop on Jungle Boy. MJF puts the belt on Jungle Boy's stomach. So when Darby comes down, knocks himself out, mm. Max goes over to him. Headlock takeover, mm. pins Darby. Mm. Like I think AEW has always thought from the start... Oh, Three years time, MJF versus Jungle Boy. There are two big stars, mm. but it's it's actually MJF Derby. Mm. They're the diametrically opposed people in every way. Mm. You know, one of them's clean cut and you know rich posh boy. The other one comes to the ring like in various states of distress at any given moment. Skater boy with the the um, you know the the little goth hot topic boy. Mm. You know, um, and and what's interesting is that I don't really vibe with Darby's character that no, much. No, neither do I. No. But you're right. In this I, match, I in that you. moment, I bought into it. Mm. And I was like, yeah, this I do want to see this. And I thought I thought Darby had cut a great promo about, yeah. you know, I need this to to really solidify my choices kind of thing. Um yeah. I'd like to see it. I think uh yeah, so overall, now this whole four pillars build is done. Uh, MJF looks as good as ever. Darby is has been increased as well. Sammy is the completely wrong character, and Jungle Boy's been exposed. Yes. So 50-50, right? 50 That's 50 not bad. Point. Yeah, not too bad. Bad and a point five. <laughs> uh, but yes, that was that was the the whole show. Yeah. Uh, really. 
Um, overall, I gave it 93%, mm. I think. I, I would give the show uh, 3.5 to 4 out of 5. Mm. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. Is how I feel. Uh, let's have a look <gasps> on the, the poll. So I'm going to end the poll. Was Statlander's win a good thing? 70%. Yes. They can't handle the truth. <laughs> wow. Well, actually, mm. oh, no. Revised. 69% yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the rest of your remaining Omega Chats, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. Ben Vlerick says, Garbage backyard wrestling matches aren't for me, sadly, so I was bummed it main evented over the anticipated four pillars world title match. Quite baffling to me. The crowd seemed far more into that too. Mm. <clears throat> well, there is no way you would be able to follow mm, yeah. that, the Anarchy in the Arena match. You, you get, obviously, the Four Pillars match is as good, maybe even better than yeah. the Anarchy in the Arena match. But from the crowd reaction of it, they will be exhausted and it will harm the first 10 minutes at least of the world title match. So I, they, I think they made the right decision. Also, um, did you hear MGF? I don't know if you saw this on the, the uh, press conference. Said, um, they, they had asked him about it and said, mm -hmm. like, what do you think about you know not main eventing? And he was like, do you think I want to go out there and, and roll around in John Moxley's blood? No, thank you. Yeah. It was a great way of like the character being the idea that he the same way it was like if we're not on last, we're on first. I might have touched the thing again. I haven't. It's fine. Um, it's it's that thing of like no, it's a, it made it into a character thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not going on after that with all that mess. Like it's great. I, I liked it. I didn't mind. Kill pop at the show last night. The Statlander moment was the moment of the night for me. Ah. Seeing her come back was great, but seeing her win the title was. Perfect. 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 Uh, oh, what does that mean? A-I-T-A. -A. Am I the asshole? Anarchy in the arena. Anarchy in the... Well done. Was great. Everyone in the crowd was stood up for the whole time. Also the pillars match. Perfect. Uh, ben Vlerick says, thank you, Morty, for writing out what that acronym is. Uh, ben Vlerick again, from their first Grand Slam champion to main eventing Wrestle Kingdom and being their overall top heel to being mostly in the background of the opening Battle Royal, Vince hasn't come back full time yet, so maybe Switchblade would have been better in WWE. I think he would have. You think? Yeah, I, I'm stunned at how non-special Jay White feels in AEW. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an early days um, thing. I think there's a lot, a lot going on. Um, I'm I there's only so many spots at the top of the card, you know, and I think and don't bring him in. Sure, De delay yeah. it until you've got something yeah. big because you can't get over first impressions. Mm, that's true. I don't I don't think he doesn't feel like he has potential. Do you know what I mean? I think it's not like they've stripped him of everything. Well, it's but it it's not like oh Jay White he he'll be good in a bit when mm. he grows into it. Right, he's already there. Yeah, yeah. but where would you have gone in the WWE? Like what? Would, I don't know. World title picture. Make him world title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make it make him win the. The have have a final of him and Seth. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the shout. It's a good shout. Tem Ruzza, I think Tony Khan needs a week away and do like Ian Fleming and go to a Golden Eye. R.I.P. Tina Turner in Jamaica. What? What is this? Is, so, it, okay, is this so what, what he did? Ian Fleming <laughs> that went to Jamaica and had a house there called Golden Eye, and that's where he wrote James Bond. Right. Okay. And Tina Turner sang 
inarguably the best Bond theme, which was Goldeneye R.I.P. Tina Turner. Okay, Temraza has obviously just done a Bond marathon <laughs> to, to think that this is a normal uh, I got it. analogy to, to use. Um, write A-W-R-O-H to get a clear idea of what is going on. Still loving A-W and hope the road to all in is class and fun. Monet, Cota, Trinity, uh, Carlo Riley, etc. I think um, it's interesting knowing how much more A-W has on its plate at the moment with this whole new show, Collision. Mm. Um, it's like, okay, so not the most ideal time for your booking to be less strong than it has been. You know, it's it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Don't overdo it. Don't overproduce yourself. Don't. I mean, it was he. He booked. He produced the battle royal, and my my argument is stick to what stick to what you're good at. You know, it's it's not like a kid with his action figures. Mm. You know, having a play. It's it's a. Well, that's exactly what it is. Well, it is. It is that. I just got a new Sabu. (laughs) He did get a new. (laughs) Will Campbell says, "Good day, lads. Really enjoyed the show last night. Even if one or two bits were a bit." expletive the tag championship match was far better than it had any right to be someone check on Aubrey and I felt the four pillars match was absolute artistry yeah cheers yeah big MGM jobber entrance and eliminated halfway through a random battle royal what a game changer <laughs> Jay White is oh dear Manuel Sifuentes hola amigos went to the show last night I'd say for my first AEW pay-per-view a bit of a letdown crowd sucked was hoping for a bigger turnout yes there was some great wrestling the last two matches were great but if house of black lost i was gonna walk out i heard that um dynamite was half taped off um and i think you could hear that in Mm. the in the crowd reaction i think it felt a bit tinny um i don't know what the gate for double or nothing was um i don't know how full the arena was but it, it just was it's the, the live crowd make it as we learned at Night of Champions. I always think with Clash of the Castle and Night of Champions, should I watch them again to see what they're actually like from home on your own versus what it's like in a room full of people where you're like mm-hmm. super hyped. Um, I think a live crowd makes uh, makes a show that extra extra notch. And for the first hour or so of them being kind of down, probably wasn't that great vibe. Someone described our watch-along party for Night of Champions as making it feel like a, a really hot indie event for right. a W because everyone was just doing all the chants and yeah. stuff all the time. I wonder what it would have been like if if we did watch this pay-per-view within that atmosphere. I don't think it would have been as good as Night of Champions. Though. I don't either. And then, do you know what? A good example of it for me is <clears> the uh, Asuka Bianca match, which I think was the weakest match of the night because it's it was slow. It kind of didn't go anywhere. And then it peaked right at the end when he figured out what they were going to do. Mm. When he figured out where the story was going, we were like, oh, this, well, this is... Ooh, ooh. Um, and... and Yet still, the whole thing was quite enjoyable. Um, but I was still... That was a moment where I was like, hmm, can we do the next one now? So I wonder whether or not those first couple we would have been talking amongst ourselves and a little bit less focused on the action yeah. versus where we ended up being on that night, which was staring at the screen and super excited. Oh, but at the same time, those final three matches... They were so good! Uh, and and the guitar shot on Aubrey. Love like, that. Yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. would have been going mad. Mm. Uh, Tem Rizza, finally, I think, uh, says, Dan... It is time to free the nips. It's not that it's not that kind of shirt today. Mm. I'm still loving AEW because I'm going to all in all the way from here in Australia. Wow. Uh, can't wait to meet you. Yeah, that'd be great. First round on me. Hope collision goes well. Want AEW to succeed for pro wrestling. Can't wait for New Japan Dominion. 
Well, thank you very much for all your chats and for joining us here today. Uh, go over to the WrestleTalk main channel where I've had my review go up. You can watch that. And I've got a news video with all of the press, conference, media, scrum stuff. Mm. Uh, no fights this time. Real shame. Yeah, real shame. That's what I'm here for. But a bit of a uh, bit of company burying. Uh, Tony Storm does directly bury Tony's booking at one point. Does she, her, her own company. Oh, T- Tony's Tony's like Tony Storm. That is. Is Tony sat there? T- yeah, it's right next to her. Uh, <laughs> says, "What is it?" Yeah, I think we can all say now that interim stuff was bull. <laughs> that works in character as well, but also true. Is Tony? I, yeah. Is Tony sat there like he was with Punk? That's a bit like. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yes, very much so. So yeah, go over there. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Dan Layton. Oh, I nearly said D-A-D. This has been Dan Layton. T-R-U-T-H. Nice. Jam that jam. Press that little outro button. Which one is it? Hang on. Keep going. Keep. Jam that jam. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.